0: Well, we have a weekly podcast and we need cash now. Go to Patreon.com slash BevCast. Patreon.com slash (laughs) BevCast.
1: welcome to the Vampcast. cast
2: hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah, it's a Vampcast.
1: variety hour not, not the real Vampcast. i didn't want to you know set the wrong tone there because we're still doing uh, our variety hour thing we we did however we are trying something a little bit different this week we we gave ourselves homework we basically gave mm-hmm. ourselves a quasi Vampcasty movie to all watch on our own time kind of maybe do what we normally do and see what happens i don't know how much we want to talk about it let's yeah, that movie in question. Uh, actually, we should hey, probably, wait. We should what probably we normally do is ourselves. introduce ourselves. Yeah, I, I, I am Harlow.
3: <laughs> I'm
2: Mackie. But I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah, and I already told you what we did, so we did a lot of
3: order.
1: Yeah, it's variety hour. Fuck it, it's crazy time. Yay, we don't yeah, have a format here. Nothing Drink. counts. Yeah. <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, hooray! Yeah, not literally, also. nothing matters anymore.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, our our movie uh, that we all gave ourselves homework to do is 1986's Raw Deal, a kind of forgotten one of uh the early arnold movies it's just kind of sandwiched in between like commando and conan and terminator and then it's like then he just launches into like fucking predator and true lies terminator 2 and like all running all the, man. Big, yeah running band yeah. all the all like the big things everybody remembers total recall you know it's like mm-hmm. everyone kind of forgets raw deal i mean raw, raw deal and red heat are kind of like those yeah what what was going on here ones a little bit like i feel like red heat got a little more pressed just because I don't know. I think it's just it was more of a Hollywood, more of a say, Hollywood movie. Probably
2: more notable than yeah. than Raw Deal in the in the historical sense.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's, weird. it's it's like a it feels like a fully fledged like American production, whereas this is clearly like I mean it's a Dino De Laurentiis produced thing. You can see where it's like they were doing the kind of like cost cutting things that like he was known for. Not necessarily filming out of the country like we do now, but you know like not filming where things are supposed to be taking place kind of thing.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they filmed in Chicago, though. They
1: did some. I, most, I just a, that. I think that a lot of. That quarry was in, like, North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. I think there was, like, a lot of things. They were just like, this is easier in or North, North Carolina, or Tennessee, wherever it was. I thought it said Wilmington. Yeah. North Didn't it? I don't know. Maybe that was just where they were supposed to be. But. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, it's a raw deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you don't so know, it. it's. <laughs> I mean, it starts with an assassination of an informant, I believe, is the first scene. Like, some. FBI and or I mean I don't know if it's really the FBI that do witness protect it, protection things per se or if that's a whole different division. I don't know. Um but it, it's a, it was the FBI. Yeah, they're they're, it's basically, FBI. they're basically like hiding a guy cuz he's about to be a witness and you know some dudes roll up and you know murder them all basically. Uh sniper rifle like <laughs> the people outside until it's basically like busted and just murder everyone. Um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it's it's weird. Um, and I don't I don't want to be the only one that talks about this, but it, it's a, it was a little weird to me. I I want to say this and then throw it out there. Um, I think th- because of seeing this from the mo- lens of modern movies, like we've gone so far. Like I was expecting, like, oh shit, what is going to happen to this witness? Not just like they basically put him in front of a mirror and be like, watch this, and shoot him in the head. <laughs> it's like, well, that was mm-hmm. that's getting off pretty easy compared to what I was expecting from a you know a mafia informant yeah. dude.
3: They actually say witness this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then shoot him in the back of the head so he right. can okay. watch himself die.
1: Right. It's pretty cold. It's cold, but like you know, you're expecting like well, a Sicilian necktie or some ghastly shit.
3: Thing is, He's like got, it's they're efficient. Yeah, the thing is about this whole movie is it's uh, it, it's got four screenwriters, two for the story and two for the screenplay. But one of the uh, screenplay guys wrote Running Scared the same year which Mm. is one of those super well-written movies, like really good dialogue type things. And there's a lot of dialogue stuff in this movie that's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, that works. (laughs) You know, that stuff like that you don't necessarily, like I love Arnold. I love just about every movie he's been in, but like a lot of his one-liners are just kind of like, all right, I'm about to roll my eyes when you say this type thing. (laughs) And it's, it's fine. That's like, that's why he's there. But, I mean, this stuff is actually, like, a lot of the stuff is like, yeah, that's good. You know, like, you, you, somebody has a retort to somebody else, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty fucking good.
1: Well, I think, well, Commando, I think, was the start of that. That's, like, that, I mean, that's that's the one that kind of launched that, like, this is what you expect when you go see one of his movies, is, like, murder a dude and say a thing, and it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: you know? yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Because I mean, prior to that, it's like, you know, he, he barely talks in either of the previous movies, really. I mean. He, yeah. he really still he,
2: yeah because like the two Conan movies yeah. and, and Red Sonia. And... yeah
1: it's like here's roles where you
2: don't have to talk a
1: lot other people yeah. will talk for you while you learn English basically or you know try to he talks a lot in this in this yes I'm just saying like you know he was he, like especially in Conan 1 he was like very embarrassed about his accent and you know like trying to do things where he didn't have to talk or I mean wasn't there one where he's just straight up dubbed is it like the Hercules in New York Is just like somebody else I yeah, think yes. so yes I think so yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he said this on record. I'm not making fun of him. He was like, I don't, I didn't want to talk until I could, you know, start to try Mm -hmm. to lose the accent a little bit.
3: Well, I do appreciate that. One of the first lines of dialogue he gets is his, is him telling his wife, you should not drink and bake. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you she's about, thrown a cake yeah. at him. <laughs>
1: you want to talk about ultimate wet blanket wife, who thankfully is like in one scene, I think, in the entire movie. Yep. But it's she just does like, not show up again. No, it is. It, she is just basically like he's also part of witness protection, but more so because like he was an FBI agent, not a wit, not a witness protection. But he is definitely like in hiding, uh, you know, away. And so like his wife is basically complaining like, oh, great, we were in Chicago and now we're in fucking Tennessee, North Carolina, where the hell it is in the middle of mm-hmm. nowhere, your small town sheriff. I fucking hate this. <laughs> like, you know,
2: and it's just like,
1: I'm drunk and you suck and I don't want to go home. You know, kind of that's basically her character. But yes.
2: Yeah, because she made a cake for dinner and that's wrote a shit e- on it. Yeah, shit. I thought it said
1: eat shit, but yeah, I just said shit. <laughs> so good. Made you a shit cake.
3: And that's yeah. the thing I can't, I, I honestly cannot figure out about this movie is if it's self aware or not. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much stuff that you're like, Like that scene is so out there over the top, but then so much else of it is played really straight. And then there's other stuff where it's just like, nah, I check this out. And you're like, like, like it's total whiplash throughout this movie.
1: I I honestly feel like maybe they told different people different things because I feel like (laughs) certain people are acting it one way and other people are acting it another way. Because like, mm-hmm. is, is it Darren McGavin? Is that the his boss mm-hmm. guy? Yes. Like, they told that guy he was in a real dramatic movie. Because like stuff that he does, like he has a he has a near breakdown sequence in one part that is just like all the oh, eyes, yeah. and it's like because oh by the way, like the rest of the story, I, I said he was a small town cop, but that's like skipping past an important sequence. Basically, Darren McGavin is an F- like you know senior FBI guy. His son had joined the FBI, and he was one of the guys that got killed in the first scene. Basically, he was super junior agent, but he was there and got killed. So he's kind of got this personal vendetta, and he's like, "I need Arnold because he's he basically got kicked off the FBI for being a little too heavy handed in his justice." I mean, <laughs> granted, he, well, I mean mm-hmm. that was the reasoning. he beat, I, the, he beat yeah. the crap out of a of a. Ch- child molester it, I couldn't remember if it was child murder or child molester yeah. but yes. child r- molester yeah. who then murdered and, the child oh, okay. and mutilated Both. her combo, <laughs> right. combo sure. right i'm yeah. not they're no, not passing judgment i'm saying that is why he was fired <laughs> so that yes. that was why he was like doomed for his life of you know
3: he beat the person who deserved to be beaten more than anyone on earth
1: well, I mean, I believe yeah, the yeah. description was like the guy came in with half of his bones broken. <laughs> I think <laughs> out of every, his entire body. <laughs> that's like, a lot of bones. Yeah, it's so 104. So you know. Right? Is that right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, four.
3: <laughs> four bones.
1: No, I said 104. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is it, don't we have 208 no, four, four. bones? Is that right? Am I remembering the math? I, I don't them. know. It doesn't matter. A lot. It's a lot of bones. I'm not
3: a doctor, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway,
1: that's that's why he's living the life in North Carolina, but to that because again i'm hopping around because like i said this is where this is just another scene to reinforce what is the tone of this movie because we're introduced to arnold via a high-speed car chase which to us looks like we're on the backwoods of of north carolina and uh like a a plain bronco is chasing a motorcycle cop which you're kind of like huh (laughs)
2: like um but, yeah, it's like this chase doesn't make any yeah, sense. like
1: We have no backstory. It is just it is just like, hey, start, chase is happening. And mm-hmm. it goes through a quarry and like a lumber yard or something and all kinds of crazy shit. And like the, the motorcycle cop is just stunting all over the place like riding up stacks of trees and launching off that and you know all, all kinds of crazy shit. And at the end of the day what it is is you know Arnold basically creates this like fire trap to like knock him off his bike because at first I was like okay is this just a race you know like is this like the sheriff and what yeah I thought
2: they were like two friends goofing right yeah (laughs) because
1: it kind of like it wasn't like oh it's a high speed pursuit where they're ramming into each other and stuff and like trying to knock him off the road it's just like they're they might just be racing but it ends with him creating this fire trap and knocking the dude off the bike and basically arresting him because it was some jackass who had a cop's uniform and was yeah. pulling people over for a prize. Yeah,
2: yeah, this dude's crime was just he was pretending to be a motorcycle cop. And, yep. well, and Arnold like, won't stand for that because Arnold's the down, sheriff basically. of this town. Yeah. And I, yeah. and it's all scored to Smokey and the Bandit music for yes. I don't know why that's, it's part of this movie's weird tone of just like what's happening. Exactly,
1: that's what
0: I wanted to bring up. Is it is just like it's it is, establishing that it's a it's in Hicktown, I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess, yeah, because yeah. the only way you can do a car chase in Hicktown is with Hick music. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah that that's that's just part of the movie's weird-ass tone of just, exactly it, it, it could be and and i note that i believe the music credit is like a company which i mean i think they just took stock tracks and put them in whenever wherever they could like no one is credited with the music it's yeah. like Cinescore or something like that and it's like oh all right so but yeah, that that just establishes you don't know what the hell the tone this movie's going to have and all throughout you don't know what this tone of this movie's going to be. It, it could be like uh, there there's going to be a scene later where he he just he wrecks a casino, like an underground casino, and it's like it's a Marvel movie. He's throwing dudes into the rafters and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so but
1: we have the scene like Darren McGavin comes to him and is like, hey, I need you back. Maybe I can get he actually doesn't even promise he'll get him reinstated. He's like, maybe I can get you reinstated. <laughs> kind of. he says, but, I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. But also, like, <laughs> well, he those- basically
3: says, I have forty three thousand in savings. Yeah. I'm going to use it so you can get vengeance on my son's killers. Yeah. And Arnold's like, oh, all right. Yeah. You're And he's like, "Uh, and like, if you're ever in your life at a red flag moment. The red flag moment is the guy going, all right, this is off the books. I'm the only one who's going to know that you're undercover.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, And no one else will know you're going to fake your own death. So everyone will think that you're dead, but you're the only one left. Like, has that ever worked out in a movie ever where it's, that guy does not get killed? It
1: does. No. This one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which one? This one. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it fine, absolutely kinda.
1: does. Darren McGavin's fine it's, by the end.
3: Well, I mean, mostly.
1: I mean, but, you know, I mean, he is alive and able to tell people what's going on.
3: Face off, the whole point is his informant is immediately killed. The one guy who knows is immediately killed. Sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, the the meme or the whatever, the thing, the trope is that, yes. Trope. It is that, like, someone says that and that the one person who knows the secret is going to immediately die.
2: That is just how movies Mm -hmm. work. It doesn't yeah. really so work. This movie doesn't work like no, this movie most doesn't, movies yeah, it doesn't or work like any movies, anything. really. Yeah. There are so many weird aspects to this that for an 80s action cliché thing, it doesn't mm-hmm. do any of the 80s clichés. Yeah, because what's it's strange. Weird,
1: what's weird is he approaches them with this thing of like, I need someone to get inside this mafia to like take down who did who, you know, find out who, you know, ordered a hit on this informant and killed my son, basically.
2: But well, he it, says every time they get someone in they're found out and they're killed every right. time like no matter what they do but what's they're, conf- they're found out there's a mole
1: what's what's confusing about this is it feels like because like his first action or like the very first things, where he's like cool I'll do that I am the force of nature that you need I am going to go wreck their shit and then does like and you think it's like a metaphorical <laughs> like I'm going to get in and like do some <laughs> undercover work and then he's just like no I'm going to go to like their secret behind this you know like in the basement Casino mm-hmm. or like behind this room and just fuck it up, absolutely royally fuck it up. And he does it like three or four times, or I think he like knocks over like two casinos and then
3: hijacks the wife and steals her jewels or girlfriend, yeah. whatever. But it's yeah, like- it's it's basically it's like his method is I'm gonna harass your competitors mm-hmm. and then go, hey guys. I harassed your competitors.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and that's what I didn't really understand. It's like, I (laughs) thought he was
3: his plan.
1: I thought he was knocking over like the guy that he was trying to sneak into his place. Like, it's very confusing about who is who. No,
2: there there's an underdefined rivalry between two of the mafia dudes. Yes. Uh, which is weird because they both like worked with each other at one point. So Mm -hmm. they're kind of friendly with each other. Right. Yeah. It's Um, it's very weird. So that's, what's confusing. Arnold's fucking with the other guy to gain favor with the real bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but
1: but yeah, it's just he just goes and wrecks some shit, including like he's he. The, where does where does he end up getting... Does he just show up in the tow truck, or did he like we see like he procured? This oh no, he just goes, to goes to the fuck outside. outside. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's just like all of a sudden he has a fucking tow truck and parks it across the hall, or like the, across the street from this one like back uh, back room casino, not like a uh, the fancy basement one. You yeah, know, this is just like behind you know give secret. Yeah, secret the one knock. he
2: wrecks completely with his Arnoldness. He then goes outside, gets in a tow truck, and fucking drives yes. through it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which which includes like some good shots of like, you know, a truck is about to explode through a window and stuntmen are dangerously close to that or through a wall. Mm -hmm. And the stuntmen are dangerously close to that
2: wall (laughs) moments. Um, Yeah. There's like two dudes inside who are still alive and
3: have not been murdered, broken in half. (laughs) They're like, they're like, Hey, we better go get that guy. And then they get run over by a fucking tow truck.
1: I love that song.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I, I love, I love that. Arnold asks Darren McGavin one
2: question about his limits, which is just basically like, I may have to murder a cop. Is that OK? And Darren <laughs> yeah. McGavin's basically like, use your best judgment. He's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> that's all he that's all he cares about, because then well, halfway through, like Darren McGavin is like, "Uh,
3: you were digging this. You're way into this. <laughs> and Arnold's well, like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> the thing about the whole casino scene is it's like they're like, oh, wait, it's the 80s, isn't it? Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he could just trash the place and leave and be like, you know, saxophone wailing in the background. Whirl! He's gone, you know, but he's like, nah, it's the 80s. I think I know what I need to do. I need to hop in a tow truck and literally drive through a building, destroying <laughs> the entire building. Yep. I like that I'm there's just a,
2: a, a like a tour group outside <laughs> standing in the way. And he's like, excuse me, can you move, please? <laughs> and they're like, oh, sure, your lights are off. <laughs> And that's when he, he fires up the lights on this tow truck and the music
3: kicks in. And you're like, it's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gets in, and the thing is, like, he then goes to the high end casino to get in, and he's just mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, I need to meet with Bobby Hot Pants or whatever the hell the main guy's name is, and, and they're like, all right, Arnold, here you go. Here is Bobby Hot Pants, and he's like, you make a of my short
1: shorts here. Yeah, he's
3: like, he's like, so. I hear Terry Bad Pants is pissed at you, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, Tony Hot Pants, he is." You know why? Because I fucked his place up. I kidnapped his wife. I took her jewelry. Here it is, jewelry. <laughs> and he's like, "Why? Like, uh, why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Uh, you know, I figured you why need not? somebody. Who, <laughs> figured you need somebody who fixes things." And and mm-hmm. div- Robert Davi, of course, who's in this movie. You know, Mm -hmm. a a few years before he gets to be a complete piece of shit also in License to Kill. But at least here, he gets to be a complete piece of shit. And he's just like, oh, he's already got somebody who cleans up for him. And then, you know, Arnold being Arnold's just like, yeah, but he needs better. And he's, you know, (laughs) puffing. I'll, I'll say this. One thing I love about this movie, everybody fucking smokes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's smoking a cigar throughout like half the scenes. Everyone else is smoking. It's great i miss it i miss i miss people smoking in movies yeah but yeah he gets the job just because he's like yeah well you know i was a dick to them so high on me and they're like all right you know that arnold's (laughs) a straight shooter you've
1: seen my resume (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) and of course devy's like bobby hot pants i don't trust that guy
1: Oh, wait, Robert Not as far as, Devee, as Robert I could draw Bobby Hot Pants. Is that right? No,
3: no, uh, the other guy's Bobby Hot Pants. Oh, uh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Robert DeVee is the wet blanket of this movie. So it's like just let Arnold infiltrate your your crime <laughs> thing.
3: <laughs> please, yeah. please stop. And you know, I'm kind of bummed. Like, you know, jumping ahead in the movie, but I'm really bummed that the guy who basically brought Arnold in, mm-hmm. you know, Bobby Hot Pants, is isn't like, you know, by the end is like, oh no. No, what have i done like it's never acknowledged that like he brought him in and he trusted him and he kept being like you know because everybody in the in the organization is like i don't know about this big austrian guy boss I, I i just don't know and he's like nah man he's good he just wants a home you know <laughs> like, yeah uh it's but, weird too but because he never that, yeah well, no, go that, ahead. that
2: guy is described as like the butcher. He's like this guy's the worst and he never does anything. He just tells Robert V to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like basically you can the middle section is just Arnold fucking with everybody and there's a lady uh Catherine Harold who is just kind of there to she's kind of under she's a she's a gambling addict basically and she owes mm-hmm. the casino a lot of money and so robert v is yeah. making her do stuff to pay off her debts and she's trying to get information from arnold to find out who he is because his name is like joseph williamson or something and it's just like joey know, brenner that doesn't yeah it's joey like, that brenner does, yes that doesn't seem right um and and robert v is doing anything he can to uh prove that he's not disc- who he is yeah so that that's yeah, well, that's her, robert v's whole, whole motivation
3: yeah, her whole storyline reeks of being rewritten.
2: Oh, yeah, she's clearly you know, a love
3: be,
1: interest because then there's just like this one thing where it's yeah. like, she's just like, oh, yeah, right, you're married. And he's just like, yes, yeah, long time. And she's like, you just of a bitch and runs away for like two minutes. And then it's just like, never mind. After
3: taking off her clothes in a high yeah. end restaurant and she throwing she well the dress at him. See, because that's that's, he that's, bought her that dress.
2: Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the weird she thing. She doesn't is, want like, his married money. <laughs>
1: There's yeah. a, there's a weird this that's another thing that's so weird about this movie because for half a minute it feels like Arnold is going getting like lured into this underworld like oh this is actually he actually has a, a conversation with uh, Darren McGavin I think where he's just like you know this this guy's actually got it pretty good I got a lot of money and I'm living in like a cool place and I have a cool car and <laughs> this chick uh-huh. with big tits likes me I think and you know it's like I might just stay here and live this life and he's like yeah, yeah ha whatever but uh, then you're like watching the movie you're like. Maybe he's actually speaking <laughs> truth because yeah, he's doing a lot she of. She hasn't
3: she hasn't thrown a cake that says shit on it at him. Yeah,
1: but I, mean, but I mean, like, he there's a lot of situations where like he's doing gangstery things when he doesn't have to. Like, he's not around the people he's trying to be undercover with. You know, I, I, he does pick up right away that she's full of shit and is like getting him drunk or maybe even drugging him so that she can go through mm-hmm. his shit. Um, oh, he just he, pretends to be drunk. Yeah, he just pretends, yeah, he to, be pretends to be drunk
3: so he doesn't have to sleep with her. Because yeah, but I mean, she's married. like
1: reading off his passport number, driver's license number all over the phone to Robert
2: DeVee, I guess. And then... And he's standing in the hallway making a snoring yeah. noise pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she reads
3: <laughs> off his social security card because yeah. he kept mm-hmm. his social security card in his wallet.
2: Well, Joseph Brenner's or whatever that dude's name, he had that guy's social security card. Why, why the... wouldn't
1: you carry your social security <sighs> card in your wallet?
3: Mm. In the 80s, maybe, but... You know. Just in, yeah. Where, where else in, are you gonna put it? Yeah. In
0: case you lose it, so you don't have to. Uh, whatever. Mhm. Yeah. People um, say not to do it. I've been doing it yeah. for thirty-seven Forever. years yeah. almost.
3: Don't. I, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. Don't fucking do that. Okay. Ever. Okay. All right. Why? I yeah. Mine in my wallet. <laughs> uh, because your wallet gets stolen. <laughs> Identity theft is way way easier if they have your social security number. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Anyway. Get a safe deposit box, get a firebox, whatever, put it in there.
0: I don't have any money for anybody to steal.
3: It's not yeah. a big deal.
1: I mean, honestly, like I I, I could do that now only. Uh, this is such a sidebar, but I could do that now only because we have that like new driver's <laughs> license where it's like you can use this as your only form of identification. I would always whip mm. out the social security card because it's like I need something else because will this do? No. Will this do? No. Will this do? Yeah. Social security? Yes. That will take that. Okay.
3: Mm. You know, but they us- also
0: required a copy of my birth certificate when I went and got my gold star license.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I just took Man. my
1: passport because it was it was more up to date than my driver's license was. So they were like, "This yeah. will work for this <laughs> or something." It was stupid.
3: Whatever. Now this is truly our variety hour.
1: Yeah,
3: whatever. <laughs> Look, it's I mean, variety uh, hour. We can talk about
1: yeah, whatever I was say, We can do, We can talk about podcasts.
3: Yeah, we can not even talk
1: about movies. Who gives a shit? How are your weekends? Yeah, <laughs> did everybody have a good weekend? <laughs> so how was your weekend? guys? good. Whatever. That's how I never really get to hear work. about your I mean, weekends. Stupid. <laughs> um. Anyway, like, so she gets his. his digits and gives them to Robert DeVee, which he's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's all made up
2: shit anyway. Uh, I, I can sum up her story like real quick. Mm-hmm. She She's into Arnold and then is crushed to find out he's married. And the weird thing, again, this movie does that that Buck's tradition of what movies do is that Arnold is faithful to his wife in this and goes home to her at the end of the movie. Yes.
1: And also well, spoiler alert. Wait, why? Day, all right. gives her some now hang money. on.
3: Like, and know- puts a baby in her. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> hang on he faked yeah. his own fucking death right yeah she went through the whole funeral mourning process Everything thought he got blown up at a goddamn oil factory which he also put a whole bunch of people out of business blowing no, no. up that oil factory it was
2: it was shut down there were signs out that said this place is shut down don't come in then
3: why is it still full of oil you, can't, uh, you, can, you can because business owners are can take the refinery out of the oil, but you can't <laughs> wait, take you can't. the oil out of the refinery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect I, I I cede to your superior logic there. <laughs> However, Which, by the way, wait, hold on. However, oil, no, he took her out to middle of nowhere to a place she hated, and then died. <laughs> and then she took him back after that. Are you fucking kidding me? And had sex with him. <sighs>
2: Because they got assigned. They could go back to Chicago or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was happy again. She didn't have to write shit on
3: the cake to get She wanted to be in Chicago fat bad. <laughs> she's like, oh, hey, I was already in Chicago, but you're still alive? Sweet. Maybe she
1: I- actually doesn't like Arnold all that much, and you know, except for, like, maybe in bed. And so, like, when he was, like, an FBI agent, he was probably gone, like, all the time. And now it's, like, small-town sheriff. He's probably, like, 9 to 5 and just coming home. And she's like, God... Damn it. <laughs> like, yeah, she I was fine mm-hmm. with like the three hours a week I saw you. Like, this sucks. But also,
0: she's kind of terrible. Well, sure. Yeah, like, I mean. It's implied that she's pretty terrible. Yes. He didn't have drunk. any. He, he, he didn't have any problem with faking his death. Right? No problem. No qualms about faking his death.
3: Oh yeah, for $43,000. For
0: $43,000.
3: $43,000. He gave up his life for $43,000. I granted in 1980s money, that's like $975 million now. <laughs> However, $43,000. He also got to wreck dudes and fucking
2: blow up an oil refinery, which by the way, that and... explosion is like a stealth level explosion. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I love good. It. Like they have set up a million barrels. And those things just go over like fucking Demolition Derby. I mean, it is just... That that scene would end a normal movie. That would be your finale. This is just 20 minutes in. He's just like, well, I'm going to blow this place up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ain't ever finding me.
1: <laughs> yes, but for whatever reason, he cares about this gambling woman she never dies though you would think she probably would in a script like this and then at she the actually end, saves him and then at the yep. end it's like there, there's a scenario where he has some money and has some cash and like gives her I think like quarter of a million dollars or something like it's like go make a new life it's it's almost like a weird Casablanca scene where it's like she's, she's chartered a
0: plane I noticed that too well, it, yeah. was, it yeah. was very Casablanca-esque
3: it, first thing was, that popped in my head was like what are we doing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was the money from the quarry yeah oh
2: okay sure yeah but yeah, but Yeah,
3: because so like the bad guy's
2: motivation throughout this movie that he does he doesn't know Arnold's onto him or anything is that the cops have seized a hundred million dollars in cash and smack, and the bad guy's like, I want that back. Yeah. And his butcher guy is like, That's crazy, boss, don't you dare. Uh, and he's like Johnny hot pants.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> Wants it. He has to go get it.
2: Yeah. And his his boss is just like, I don't care, it's mine. Go fucking get it. So the, it's basically a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Except there's no heist. No, there is. They, they, they. Arnold gives them the idea on how they're going to empty out the police station, which yeah. is just to blow it up. Just
3: <laughs> think about how many taxpayer dollars Arnold wasted with that scheme. He's still hey, a cop. He, no oversight. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, Darren McGavin's the only one who knew so
1: yeah. <laughs> he, yeah i mean he's a loose cannon but he gets results man
3: yeah. <laughs> clearly <laughs> i mean I, blow, I just, up
1: a, blow up a police station here or there you know i mean he yeah, really just, just kind of blows up a vending machine
3: yeah I, I love blowing up the vending machine the one guy's like hey you want funions because like the guys <laughs> in the other precinct they don't like Funyuns. it's like dude
1: <laughs> yeah don't draw attention to yourself <laughs> you're, when you're planting a bomb maybe
3: planting a bomb don't draw <laughs> attention to yourself you fucking idiot
1: I was like, man, I wonder if it was like corn versus potato chip guy that blew up the place.
2: <laughs> nah, if the potato chip guy doesn't talk to you when he's changing the machine, you know something's up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it was that guy, yeah. Timothy McVickies. <laughs> yeah,
3: but the thing is, like, they don't even wait. They blow that shit up like two minutes. Like, the guys are in wait. the truck outside and they <laughs> Did blow you up say- the fucking Funyun machine.
0: <laughs> Did you yes. say Timothy McVickies? Ms. <laughs> Vicky's. Ms. Vickies.
1: Ms. Vickies. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Timothy Miss yes, yeah. Yes, okay. I did.
1: I just wanted to I I'm super insensitive and I just said that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but funny.
1: I I You're apologize. So I apologize. All
3: right. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> like that's <laughs> their scheme is to get all the coke out of out of the fi- out of the one precinct Smack. by making all the other sorry. Yes. SmackDown.
0: Very important Smack. distinction.
3: Yes. But get get that and the money out of the precinct that they want it out of by threatening all the other precincts.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So but, Make and them they're think also, there's a mad bomber. And they're also gonna assassinate uh one of the other bosses, I believe it is, or I'm not sure who yeah. he I think he's another boss, but of course as Arnold points out, Robert David didn't check the calendar to see if it was a Jewish holiday. <laughs> right because they go all- to
2: assassinate him and there's like a million people there and he's like what the hell is this <laughs> yeah and, and Arnold like- just again giving him shit like oh, <laughs> yeah. you didn't check the calendar didn't check your
3: calendar
1: <laughs> don't you know the decimal system <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 fucking Arnold uh, I, I just I love him and Davi because like they never give each other edit, like they just hate each other entirely and there's a, like there's a scene where they go to the uh, it's a drag club which I was yeah. kind of like, I was really oh, I was surprised about this. Oh, yeah. I was oh, yeah, very worried. I was, was like, wow, this is going to go Where's the go gay
2: 80s.
1: panic going this time?
3: <laughs> yeah. And it never does. Nope. Like no, I was, that, I was again. legitimately surprised that they're just like, they don't, Treat anyone any different? They don't act yeah. weird about it or anything. No, but Devi's like, going to right, shake
1: w- down the owner guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And then they like they yeah. shake him down, and Arnold does kind of like step in so that Devi doesn't like cut him or whatever because he's about to. Mm-hmm. And then he just yeah. kind of yeah. slides. He does like the comic bar slide down the makeup mm-hmm. ta- table, you know. And then they're just <laughs> like, I, I right, do like well. that.
3: All the drag queens are in the background going, "No, don't." Well, yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> say like, you know, they're
1: kind of like, well, you better have the money. And then immediately all the drag queens are like, "Oh, honey, what's wrong?" You know, and like that, that's mm-hmm. that's it. It's like. All the, right. the worst
2: it gets is that so like there's this cop, Ed Lauder, who's been like wandering around the yeah. movie who mm-hmm. really has no point in anything. He comes in and starts giving Robert DeVee shit like, oh, you're into this? And Robert DeVee just says, I'm into worse things than this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, and he's also like busted Arnold in a uh, in an alley after Arnold beat the shit out of three guys that DeVee sent after him. Mm-hmm. And Arnold's just like, oh, you know. It, but that's how he knows who he is. And then he's like, well, this piece of trash is introducing you to the city. That, yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. that it just goes nowhere. It, yeah. It's, it's just so they have a cop to arrest him at the end to tie right. everything together. Like, that's yeah. the only reason Louder exists in this movie. hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the other, like, major plot point that comes along is eventually... Um, Guess what? Spoilers. It comes back that, like, we got to take out Darren McGavin because he's, you know, trying to get revenge for his son and he's poking his nose where it doesn't belong. And so they're like,
3: yeah, it turns out photos. Yeah. 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 He took photos of him, found out. okay, like he found an FBI agent from Miami where Arnold had said he was from, Mm -hmm. says, yeah, I've never seen this guy. I arrested, you know, what was his name? Joey Brennan.
0: Joey, Joey Brenner.
3: Joey Brenner. He's like, yeah, I just Joey Brenner, but I don't even know where he is anymore. He's probably in the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we got him. (laughs) And it turns out like the, the, uh, the lawyer who got him suspended, who got Arnold basically forced him to either resign or get fired Mm -hmm. or arrested or worse is in with the mob. And that's mm -hmm. how they kind of confirm everything though. They, though they don't, I don't think they ever put the pieces together with him and Arnold. As yeah, far as, like, think him would. recognizing him. Because,
1: yeah. I mean, because no, the foil is like, okay, so Davey's like, I know you're not who you say you are. So, he, for whatever reason, he's kind of... I think it's because he kind of wants to, like, turn the knife in Joey Pants for recommending him in the first place. You know, like, it's sort of mm. like, you know, I kept telling you he was a piece of shit. And so, he's, like, going to try to prove that he's a cop because he knows he's not going to... He's going to get a chance to shoot him because he, he leads him out to yeah. the cemetery to, you know... um, Darren McGavin is like mourning over his son's grave, you know, where you can't see him. And so like they lead Arnold and they're like, all right, you're running center and we'll back you up on the sides. And that's basically because they know when he turns around, and he sees Darren McGavin, he's not going to shoot him, which, yeah, he doesn't. And so yeah. for whatever he reason, goes, somebody Harry, else does, but, Harry or whatever. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah, somebody, well, there's two
3: other guys. So yeah. of course they're going to shoot at him. But,
1: but it's weird. Cause like right. you'd think that they wouldn't have their guns trained on Darren McGavin necessarily. Like they know if they think Arnold's going to flip, cause like, you know, he's shown he's a force of nature. They know this, like, you know 70 year old Darren McGavin's probably not going to be a lot of problems but yeah, you know, he's not that <laughs> I old think they still it, but, you know. <laughs> do want to kill Darren McGavin They do though. absolutely they do want oh, to kill yeah. him but like they want to knock off both They of also probably think but he's yeah, probably why why they're not taking out the Arnold cemetery first you know, is...
2: or whatever but anyway yeah. they wing but they wing Darren
1: McGavin The whole McGavin. thing is
2: just like teehee, you're going to kill yeah. your own yeah. contact haha ha, it's yeah. fun yeah.
1: But they wing Darren McGavin and, and Arnold just gets to go like oh no bam bam and like shoot them both like side to side real fast cuz he's Johnny cool guy
2: you know and It's
3: weird how Robert De goes out because it it's slow motion but like weirdly he's, edited. Yeah, but he's also built up as like almost like worse than the other big bads yeah. of the sh- of the of the movie, and he just kind of like, all right, Darren McGavin kills him. Really? I mean
1: honestly it's kind of this almost the same scenario that Jeff Fahey went out in Silverado last week that we talked about. Yeah. I mean it's like it's sort of like you, you give him this character, it's like oh this guy, fuck this guy. He keeps yeah. taunting him about a dead dog and Robert <laughs> DeV's been in his shit this whole time and then it's just like bam bam, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I did I did a cool fast quick draw thing and killed you both. You know? And yeah. oh but oh Darren McAvan's shot. So we, we I don't think we actually know if he like lives or dies until the end of the movie. It's just like he's
3: shot No, well, he
2: he gives him the whole <laughs> go take yeah, care of you this. You gotta get out of here.
3: Like you know It's so good because he's like, Oh, oh I'm done. Go, Arnold and he's like No, but Harry, I need to talk to you. He's like, just go, man. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of points where he's like, ah! (laughs) Like, you know, like, Darren McGavin is taking so long to die, and Arnold won't leave him alone. He's like, seriously, just go!
2: (laughs) I, I shouldn't love this, but I do. There's a funeral going on, like, right nearby. And when the gunshots go off, like, two people fall into the grave.
3: <laughs> yeah, there is one guy yeah. who is still in the grave at the end of the scene. But but Tartle's just like, Harry, the ambulance is on its way. And he's like, good, let just fucking go already, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it turns out uh, his girlfriend comes and picks him up. Because yeah. she had she had known what was going down, I can only assume, because she's just kind of like, she makes sure that he does this farewell before he leaves with Robert W to go there to kill Darren McGavin. Because she's like, oh, take care of yourself or be careful. And he's like, huh, okay. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. but yeah, so, and then I love that she slides over and he immediately takes over and is like, I'm driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and then this leads to the end of the movie where yeah. he just... I hope she didn't like this car because he's like, nah, fuck your car. And just he, he well, he gears up. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He goes home and gears up and oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good long gearing up montage, which is pretty fucking
2: no, good. He, he puts bullets into everything. He, he <laughs> yeah. literally, he, which is foreshadowing to what he's about to do 10 minutes later. No, no, yeah. It's
1: not just, all right. It's the, 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 the fascinating thing about this is that it's a gearing up montage because he has all of his guns, in a garment bag
3: which That's, is a very strange yeah. thing and i was
1: like it's a garment bag uh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because like he's got he have been fucking, holding on like, to that joke for three days I, well yeah a couple days but yeah like and so like like it is basically like it's like the el mariachi like desperado like thing but it's a fucking garment mm-hmm. bag that he just throws over his yeah. shoulder but it is like riddled with guns and all all like his gearing up is basically yeah. like I usually don't keep bullets in these, so it's just him load like, he doesn't have to clean or do anything. It's just like, bullets are in this, check. Bullets are in this, check. That's his gearing up. Like, you know, most of it's like, oh, I gotta sharpen the knife and tie the boot laces and all the Rambo things. This is just like, no, it's not safe to keep bullets in these in the garment bag, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And he just slings the shit over his shoulder. Yeah, it goes back out to the car, and then it's just like, it's time to go fucking murder crazy.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he drives out to a quarry. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoots the windshield and then
3: just punches the fuck out of it to get it out of his way. Okay, I have a problem with this because he does this and then when they show him shooting at people, he is reaching over the windshield to shoot at them above it.
0: He does well, some he, shooting through the windshield when he's got the gun down like um, like steering wheel height and he's just mm-hmm. driving this. It looks yeah. like a Chrysler and, LeBaron to me, but I know it wasn't, but yeah, he's I, just I love the driving that, like, wildly back and forth.
1: They they gave him just an MP five, but then put so many attachments on it that it looks like an assault rifle. Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind <laughs> yeah. of amazing. Like I actually think it like it somehow makes it look more cool than just giving him like an old M16 or some shit. Like yeah. you know, the fact that it's just like look at all these attachments on an MP five.
3: <laughs> yeah. I <God. laughs> like when and he fa- starts
2: this scene. Okay, when he starts this scene before he starts shooting at people, he puts he pops a cassette into the pl- into the radio and and satisfaction by the Rolling Stones kicks in. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay. And then he is just whipping around this place. All right. so
3: dudes. Okay. Anvy Coates edited this movie. On, One on. of my favorite editors of all time edited out of sight. My favorite movie of all time. She's amazing. This is bad editing. Because the way it sets up, he pops the tape in and then they show, okay, there's a guy standing on top of this. There's the guys in the building counting money. There's guys doing all this. Do that first. Have him pop in the tape and fucking go. Like, that's how it works. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> establish all your dudes, then pop in the tape with the awesome song, and then have him just drive in and start fucking killing all of them. Yeah. It bothers me. <laughs> it's just like you were talking about on Who You. It's like, don't show him before you're supposed to do the hero reveal. It's like, right, it's right. the same type of thing. It's like, the hero reveal is, okay, he shows up and murders everybody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, you could yeah, you, yeah, you're right. you could have used satisfaction like it was Ride of the Valkyries in Apocalypse now. Like he could have come like over a quarry hill just like you know, like with it like <laughs> you know this uh doctor yeah, like, effect yeah. as he comes into into yeah. view. Show
3: yeah. him pop over the tape, have him yeah. pop over the hill as suddenly you hear dun, 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 you know. <laughs> yes, there you go. We just improved yeah. this movie even more than it already was good. It's still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. but yeah, he he goes through he murders everybody because it's the eighties and it's like all right. One man army falls time in grinder. Oh yeah. That first guy, <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, it was that, it, yeah. like, I, I almost rewound that just to see like, was that a stunt man that jumped in that thing? Or did they just talk, Chuck a mannequin in there? I, they, they put a, they put a dummy
2: yeah.
1: in there. I mean, I think it was a little bit more than like a, like a, a department store mannequin. I think it might've been like a crash test dummy level one. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it had some flop. It wasn't just a piece of wood. They chucked in there.
2: Yeah,
3: there, there was some flop. Yeah. Little flop. <laughs> <laughs> Some slight flop. But yeah, it, it, needless to say, he murders everybody in this quarry. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do like that as he's surveying the room where he's destroyed everyone and there's the money and the coke. Like he's standing in front of a sign that says, you are the key to safety. <laughs> as he walks away from it. <laughs> See, and that's like, that's the stuff that's like, man, what was their tone? What were they going for here? I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But... So he wipes all that out, and that leads him to basically go to the to the high rise to take out the mob boss and Johnny Hot Pants and everybody else, and the and you know the lawyer who fucked him over from the FBI, just all of them, who yeah. they've shown now is officially like the lure who fucked him over, officially working with all the bad guys. Yeah, not that we didn't know that already, but. Yeah, that dude's been like, okay, this that's who he
2: is, and he's a piece of shit, and here's why you should kill him and everything. Yeah, but
1: I mean, what's kind of weird slash maybe brilliant that's just sort of in the movie but not explained is like he has arrested these people, like put them on, you know, in front of a grand jury, you know, like, and it's its kind of right. weird. It's like, but then they're just like, I ah, play the fifth fucking A, you know? Like, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's like, I, I can only assume they The, the like, footage right. of
3: them pleading the fifth is real good, because you know, they're all like, just like, <laughs> yeah, I talked to my lawyer, and he said, you're a dick, so I'm taking the fifth for literally yeah. every question you're gonna ask me.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I mean, you,
3: I'm you, just a normal, upstanding citizen over here.
2: Yeah, yeah Ple- but plane, one guy's like,
3: you make $73,000 a year on your tax returns, yet you own six houses, you, you apparently own a dog track, you, uh, you know, <laughs> There's horse racing. Like, how do you own all this stuff? He's like, I owe a lot of friends, a lot of money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's clear that he also just was like, Hey, I've got to arrest you periodically, or else it just looks like I'm not doing my job. So <laughs> mm-hmm. here's what I'm arresting you for, and here's how we don't have evidence on it. So just plead the fifth, and you know, fucking cakewalk, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I assume that's what their tactic is because they've they've got him on his payroll. Like, why go through the hassle? It's it's weird. It's a
2: little strange. Yeah, yeah you get put on a good show. Yeah. But man, yeah. this is, there is no like, okay, he's got to kill the, the the butcher guy a certain way because of a certain thing he said at some point, and he's got to make sure the, the main bad guy gets real dead in a, in a real good way. No, he murders all the henchmen in one room and then just follows those two in another room and shoots them dead. Mm-hmm. There is no dialogue. There is no, like, hey, man, we could talk this out. Or it, Arnold's just like, you know what? I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm going to murder all of you real fast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's weird. It's it's strangely interesting to me that the movie's just like, nah, kill them all.
1: Yeah, the mm-hmm. only taunting thing he does is to the lawyer. Like, he basically gives him a gun, and it's like, because oh, the yeah. lawyer is about to try to shoot himself
3: anyway. Yeah, he go, yeah and yeah. he goes, resign or be fired. Yeah, He's he's picking up every
2: gun in arm's length and trying to murder himself. Mm-hmm. So Arnold's like, here, and go ahead. Yeah, here you go. But well, Arnold gives him back gun... the
0: same line that he gave Arnold in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Which is, yeah.
2: But yeah, then I
3: just
1: he of course it's just like, Oh no, I'm not gonna shoot myself, I'll shoot you. And Arnold's like,
3: No, you're not (laughs) I was like, Nope. (laughs) Arnold ends up killing him. And then he goes to the airport and gives her the money and it's just like Mm -hmm. like, will I ever see you again? And he's like, No. (laughs) Take this money and go. I'm
1: going home to my wet blanket wife and make a wet blanket baby and
3: (laughs) (laughs) gonna eat some shit cake. Shit cake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and then there's a
2: weird, like, it and that's feels when like shows up. scene.
3: Yeah, well, Louder shows up and is just like, all right, man, at least you didn't run. He's like, nah. nah he's like, a, <laughs> I love I'm he very him, tired. You just did a hundred years of police work in an evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like,
2: yeah. And then it just jumps ahead in time to uh, Darren McGavin learning how to walk again. And he's like ha- not having any of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And Arnold shows back up and he's just like, hey, I got back with my wife. I put a baby in her. You're going to be the godfather walk damn you <laughs> and Darren McGavin's like no fuck you I'm never walking again and Arnold's like Come would on. your kid like to hear you say that and he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> I'm gonna walk over there and then I'm like oh I'm here <laughs> you got I me. can walk yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you got me
1: you used my kid child reverse psychology <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's a weird ending mm-hmm. but whatever <laughs> and then they
0: freeze frame on them hugging
3: Right, it's so strange. Yeah, we didn't even get to see yeah. like
1: Darren McGavin's rock collection or anything.
3: <laughs> nope. No. Nor his lamp. Yeah. They're minerals. Oh Mary. right, sorry. Yes, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh man, so this almost feels like a first half. Should we oh, give yeah. some ratings?
1: It absolutely.
0: Hmm.
3: Can I'm kind of of the opinion. Let's let's give this a jocks rating. I I I hereby vote. Let's All make right, this the well, first half. I'll second it. I'll
0: second <laughs> official that. Official
3: episode.
1: I'll second. All right. Second half. Raw I'll deal put it in the official record. I'll, first yep. se- I'll second first half it.
3: Uh, <laughs> if we're doing ratings, I would go four jocks because, uh, like the deaths, like you said, kind of like they rush through actually taking out, you know, like the actual bad guys getting theirs, and it's more just like Arnold honestly shooting them in the back. And as they die in slow motion, so like that stuff doesn't quite work, but everything else is just, it's great. There's a lot of like good back and forth one liner type stuff. And yeah, I, I I think it's a lot of fun. It's not quite there, but it's, I'd say four jocks myself.
0: I am right there with you. Um, There's, it doesn't quite hit a hundred percent, but I was watching this thinking like, yeah, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. Why isn't, why haven't we watched this for the podcast yet? Like mm-hmm. this is absolutely our kind of shit. Um, so four jocks, uh, and that f- fucking massive oil explosion was, God, it's so good. Dynamite. I, well, it wasn't dynamite. It was oil, but
1: yeah. it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was
2: awe inspiring. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, four jocks also, it, it is not, it is not, quite up there, you know, with like the great Arnold movies or anything like that. But this is this is a fun like rediscovery. This is a just a no one in any way this movie has no cultural footprint whatsoever. Like there's nothing in it that you look at and go, I've seen that in a GIF. I've seen that clip on something. None of it. And yet there's so much cool shit in here. I mean he
3: fucking yeah. obliterates a casino with a tow truck. Yeah. And that's only 30 minutes in. Yeah, and I honestly <laughs> thought I was going to be watching Red Heat and not Raw Deal. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, Arnold's get to get pretend to be Russian." All right. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, wrong no. one. No, yeah. No, this this, to be, is, yeah,
1: this is yeah, more yeah. fun than Red Heat. Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
3: Red Heat's not as much
0: fun. It's it's weird. It's got this sort of feeling like everything about everything about it is so familiar. Like it 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 just
1: it's an Arnold movie, you know? Um, Yeah. Well, I guarantee I saw this on VH in VHS days. Had to have. I I know that I've never seen this before. I have never Um,
0: seen it either. But everything is so familiar, and I mean, it's because it's right in that you know, right in that little tiny gap um, in his you know in his eighties movies. So it looks like the Arnold that we're used to. It's Arnold doing things like there's one point where he's, um, it's in the quarry where he points the the handgun um at the this is an awesome scene too like when the 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 giant terrax truck the big quarry dump oh, truck oh, is yeah. driving towards We glossed over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, so the the giant quarry dump truck is trying to smash into the little trailer that he's run into and uh he just like turns and it. it's a straight on camera shot and just blasts the dude and that I've seen that pose out of Arnold so many times it's such a familiar sort of thing. Um and that kind of rings true for a lot of the Arnold stuff in this movie. It just feels it's got that that right feeling what you're what you're mm-hmm. looking I, for in an I, Arnold movie.
2: I love how that scene kind of abruptly stops because he whips around a corner and drives straight into the front of a of a bulldozer. Dude, Don't they that cut off the music that con- as yeah. he hits it Yes. yes, when he hits it, it just immediately it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then another truck comes in from behind, and they're going to just basically crunch him. And he jumps out, and they have dubbed in the most Arnold sound you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out of the car right before it gets crushed, and you get a good... <laughs> but
0: that, that stunt, like, that car stopped immediately. Mm-hmm. That car, like, it just went and stopped and the guy driving that car or the dummy that was i hope it was a dummy just went full chest first into the wheel (laughs) man and it just went you know full Mm -hmm. full whiplash yeah um and then when the when the big dump truck crushed it from behind um all that looked really good because it was probably really real um but yeah, that, it it's just it's such a familiar feeling movie. I I really yeah. liked it,
2: Carlo. We didn't get you ready. Oh okay. Um,
1: I'm not sure I can quite follow you there. I'm going to give it three jocks. Like I there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to like about this, but like I think I think it's maybe one of those things. Maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind and would have felt differently in a group setting of watching this. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of things to like, but there was a lot of like lulls to this movie too. Just like. Totally weird stuff where i was like okay like i really like it when you're blowing shit up but the parts in between were really kind of grating to me especially because i was i think i just spent more time when i wasn't like in awe of stunt spectaculars happening i was just trying to piece together what was happening or what was going to happen and i don't know why like i don't normally i usually just let a movie wash over me but this one was mm-hmm. i was like too enraptured by the strange motivations I was like is he gone to the dark side is he like Enjoying being a criminal is he gonna Keep being a criminal is he just gonna murder them all and Then I I'm the king now you know (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. I I just Really couldn't figure out where this was going and I also still not sure what the Title means like who gets The raw I was
3: gonna say that too like Raw deal it just seems like They couldn't figure anything out so They just it was it was a last Minute title switch
2: is it okay because yeah. I mean, Raw Deal
1: seems original? like something you would name, like, The Fugitive, if it wasn't called The Fugitive, like, yeah, right, you yeah. know, like, that's the thing where, like, well, you I mean, could say Raw deal. I guess
2: Arnold got a Raw Deal because he tried to murder that child molester and became a sheriff, but, like, the, okay. the movie was originally called Triple Identity. That's bad, too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, it, I, there's
1: at best a double identity and barely that.
2: Well, yeah, he was FBI man, and then FBI he was small-town sheriff, sheriff man, and then guy. And then okay, I guess. All yeah. right. <laughs> Fine. well technically he was murderer while he was fbi man i mean i i'm actually
1: now wondering <laughs> did he actually say he was in some sort of witness protection or did they just be like fuck it we'll move to north carolina and no one will know where the fuck we are no
0: he said it he yeah. he resigned and that was yeah. that game was the job that he could shit. take
1: okay i, I don't know yeah. that's the thing is like seems like there's a they, lot of they, like they said it explicitly
0: parts. in the conversation in the beginning of the movie with the with the yeah. shit cake
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe they did, but then I was like, "Did I'm just I'm just imagining that?" Because that's what I think. You would happen. Happen. That's the thing. Is like everything is like so close to another movie or plot scenario that you're just like, "Oh, I've seen a movie, but wait, no, that's not how that happened, and why was it here in the first place?" You know, because it didn't go anywhere.
3: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's fine. I think I, I I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. So what was your rating, yeah. Chuck? Four. Four. Okay.
1: Oh, so I'm I'm the low rated one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hated it
1: Yep, internet hated it
3: yep. God damn it
1: Gave this movie a raw deal mm, <laughs> There it is <laughs> Well, should we uh, take a break then If we're doing a kind of first half, maybe?
3: Yeah, sure If it bleeds, we can kill it She discovered the key
0: There is proof we can wound it So repeat after me if it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. You yeah, now take a
1: stand. Now stand. We can bring down this bast. We can bring down this basket. if we stick to the plan. If, if, if it bleeds, we can kill it. All right, welcome back. I, I guess we we're hey. doing halves again. So hey, second, second half.
2: Sure. half, of the thing. Maybe a you proper
1: cast. Let's just see what happens. We're we're slowly morphing for our variety hour to maybe uh doing our show normally. Somewhat. Yeah. Uh, you, maybe you we said might you might had it. some.
3: Uh, I you had, have, said you had some movies. I have
1: a couple things I have watched. Uh, I, I, I realized this was probably a really bad plan because when we started getting into how the mafia hierarchy was talking about when talking about raw deal, I started getting confused because I watched another gangster movie. <laughs> and that was probably a bad uh-huh. plan because it's also like a who's double crossing, who knows this and initiated this. I watched Guy mm-hmm. Ritchie's The Gentleman is his new movie. Oh, It's ah, uh, a one. new movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that man. I'm so happy that, like, Guy Ritchie is back to being Guy Ritchie, because, like... It, it,
3: and not making Aladdin? Well, I guess he did do that, too. But, mm. <laughs> but I mean, like, when he's
1: making his, like, his Guy Ritchie movies, they're, like, they're yeah. pretty good. Like, he, he has lost, I think, on purpose, some of the, you know, Tarantino-esque things that were in Lock, Stock, and Snatch, you know, like, maybe, the, you know, like, realizing the 90s are over and maybe not doing mm. some of those things that are ceased to be cool when everyone started doing them and doing them poorly um mm-hmm. so like it's it's like yeah he's toned down but it's like the dialogue and the snappiness and the what's going on and, and everything is still interesting and like that's what was good not the not the like we got to be slick in the 90s with our filmmaking now he does do there is one section of the movie that is very strange because it's like he does edgar wright's thing in the middle of the movie for like no reason i don't know if it was like just a weird little homage but like he does like the you know the the you know, like, editing thing that this, you know, usually ends on, like, a beer pouring or something, like, you know, like, noise, 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 and then, like, you know, drawn-out sound, and that's, like, so edit-right, like, style of editing, and it's yeah. weird, because he just does that, like, periodically, <laughs> like, in this one scene in a movie, and it's, like, all right, like, is that an homage, or just you just thought felt like doing that or giving it a try. Was it was a mm-hmm. dare. Like I, I kind of actually almost wanted to know the backstory. Like, you know, like why did you do Edgar Wright's thing in the Miller movie? But it's clever. Michael or Matthew McConaughey is good. I think the strangest thing I'll say about it is that Hugh Grant is in it. And he's really fucking good. <laughs> like really good. And hmm. yeah, like it's, it's just a fun gangster escapade. And I really kind of love that. They were just like, yeah, we're going to get Matthew McConaughey, but like, he's just going to be American living in London. So you know, he's going to say some Britishisms and call people chaps and stuff, but it's just, hey, chaps. You know, it's like, it's just him. It's like not even remotely trying to have an accent. It's just like, yeah, I just, I moved to the UK when I was like 13. I still have my accent, you know,
2: like, you know, it's. That's probably for the best. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. It's just like, you know, the, it's part of the story of like his moving here, you know, but like picking up some of the things that people would say about how how to say things and and that but not even remotely trying to have an accent which I've always kind of liked you know like saying an expression from another country but just like I'm not going to mimic you and when doing it I'm just like say the thing that is familiar to you mm-hmm. bobs your uncle hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it's it's fun um i actually started to try to watch his king arthur movie which i know chuck was pushing back when he said like i know the last thing the world needs is another robin hood or King Arthur or <laughs> Tarzan, like, you or know, like all these Tarzan things were just like, or, please stop making mm-hmm. this to hold on to some yeah. weird rights of something. Like, I don't understand how there could be King Arthur rights like at all, <laughs> but you know, unless like the guy who wrote Once in future King, which is like, I got this me forever. I wrote <laughs> copyrighted it. Copyrights were new. So I wrote it down first, you know, but, um, but yeah, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't with that movie right then. Like that movie is busy that the movie starts really busy. I was just thinking it was going to be like, uh, fuck. Wasn't it the last King Arthur? Was there a King Arthur movie that had Kira Knightley in it? Wasn't there? Or was that something else?
3: Y- yes. Like 10 years On a long enough timeline, There's a King Arthur movie with Kira Knightley in it. Sure. Uh-huh. I just, I
1: feel like the last time when they were like, we're going to do a King Arthur movie, but wait. And it's like this, I seem to remember seeing this like scaled down, like take out all the mysticism, you know, like Merlin's just a, smart guy you know it was, and then and also like you know really at like the time that this took place is they should not be as they shouldn't have been you know the castles should not have been as like refined as they were like they you know that they, they were still kind of fucking barbarians at that point in time you know like coming off the dark ages it wasn't like suddenly like we have shiny shit free armor and you know camelot you know it was like they were going for like the real like this is fucking dirty ass middle ages look like you know, their castle was like making out of fucking mud and stuff, you know, like it wasn't mm-hmm, like, yeah. you know, what we think of as, as modern day castles, which are only a couple of hundred years old, not 900, you know, um,
2: yeah. but she was in the 2004. OK, King Arthur. that's
1: what I say. I was give or take about 10 years, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. But. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah that, one, okay. that one was
1: like a stripped down, like we're going to make a realistic thing. And this was just like, no, fuck you. Like there are Merlins and magics, and this shit's going to be crazy.
3: <laughs> there's, like, <laughs> there's Merlins.
1: You know, I mean, it's like, it is just Merlins like... Merlins
3: and Merkins and...
1: Well, I mean, like in the, in the first two minutes of the movie, there's there's like, uh, Mord- Mordred is like, you know, conjured fucking like olafants that are 20 times larger than the ones in the you know, Lord of the Rings. Yes, they were Olyphants, just like Timothy. I know. I... Don't give me that look, Chuck. I know. I was,
2: no, I was just because I didn't remember Timothy Oliphants showing up in that movie. They were older. that's what they were called. It was Oliphants, the, the
1: giant okay. ass. But these things are like twenty times larger than those. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. riding these like world-ending fucking <laughs> elephant. Oh, things. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it's that, it's insane. The, the
2: start of that movie lets you know right away that this is not going to be just like, hey, these are some dudes. Right. No, and I, <laughs> I mean,
1: I was just like, I started at the time of night, and I was like, no, I not right now. Like, I I will revisit it when I'm in the right mind frame, but I was not prepared. For it to, to be like this bombastic Lord of the rings s like, shit is crazy and hundreds of people are dying with every stroke of this fireball from the wizard or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was not ready for that, and so I, I just I hit pause <laughs> and said no.
2: Yeah, well, I hope you return to it I,
1: <laughs> I will return to it at some point. Cause- okay.
2: I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm yeah. just saying it, it is better than it should be because it is just fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> Especially compared to that last one, which was just like, oi, we're blokes and
1: <laughs> you, you talk about the Kira Knightley one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oi, we're blokes. Yes. That, that's a much more succinct way to put it than what I said. <laughs> Where I was trying to frame it in the during times of the Reformation well, from I, the Dark Ages. I, but, you I speak for the common. Oh, race. sure. <laughs> oi, we're blokes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jesus uh, Anyway um, I watched something that I have absolutely no segue whatsoever for uh, I, I've been Eyeballing this and been waiting for it to pop up On Apple TV because let's face it Apple TV doesn't have a lot of content So when something comes up and says it's coming I'm like hey content um, So I watched the Beastie <laughs> Boys story I've been really inter- right, yeah. inter- yeah. wanting to watch that So
3: um, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that a lot yeah, how is uh, it?
1: It's it's not what I was expecting, and I mean, I, I, man, like the, the the lines of what is spoilery have been so blurred. But I don't feel like you can talk about this movie without because like this is one of the things I didn't know what to expect literally at all going into this movie. Like I saw like the trailer that they had on Apple TV because I thought it was the the thing was available, but it was like it, I didn't notice the coming soon, so the trailer started playing. Um the way this was presented is this was a stage show they were doing, like come to a theater. We've got projectors and some mm-hmm. interactive things that will come out on stage periodically, but it's the two surviving beastie boys on stage, basically telling their own story with help with pictures and multimedia stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just film that for this. Like it just, they've kind of picked a night and we're like, you got it down now, right? Like, this is the one we're going to film it and bring in spike Jones and all that f- to film a stage show for some strange reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was just going to be kind of like the framing device. Like they were going to kind of come out and do a thing and then launch into actual documentary and then maybe close on them on stage again. But no, it's, that's pretty much the entirety of it, but it's, it's still interesting. And I, I was on board because I'm, I was super, I'm super into the subject material, uh, obviously. Um, I think that's, that helps. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I just, I, like I said, I, d- I didn't expect it to just be like one, of the, like watching a stand up special, not that it's a stand up special, just like what they, how they film stand up specials. Like, let's just, mm-hmm. you've done, you've been doing this act for a while. Let's pick this city. Hopefully, you know, typically it's historically a good audience for you. That's usually how they do it. They're like, I usually get good laughs in Minneapolis. So let's film there. And you know, that we'll just pick that on the leg of the tour is what, that's when we film. At this at this location that's kind of what this was except i don't think it i don't think this traveled i think it was just a once a week or whatever show they were doing in, at this theater r- mm-hmm. recently restored theater in brooklyn of course yeah, yeah so because yeah. i think they were just like you know represent but yeah it's 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 interesting and i think the i think the i i think and and this is something that's not new to this because they did put out their their book a couple of years ago and i think this is kind of like the their version of a stage show audiobook version of that because it's kind of like they're just Going through what's in the book basically on stage. Um, hmm. But I, I, I think so. I'm saying like these some of these quotes are out there because you know this got brought up a couple of years ago. But you know, they have some historically pretty misogynistic songs on their first album and you know mm-hmm. things that kind of for them at the time they thought of as parody. And then that's kind of the that's kind of the whole j- the flow of the storyline is like we were making parodies about frat rock and you know party boys and things and then we fucking became what we were parodying you know like we just became drunk losers who went around and trashed shit and kind of fucking hate ourselves and thus transition and everything and um i don't know i I actually i don't i was going to repeat a line because i really really like it because it's just it's like a good it's just a really good quote and uh but i don't i i'll let it happen in the thing so watch it i just i want you to hear it in context i think it will do more justice I think it's. Okay. A, I mean, it's a. It's a good line. I think, out of context to what he's saying, but it, it. I feel it's more powerful in the moment. So, yeah, it's. It's interesting. Like I said, I just. I think if I had known that it was going to be that stage show thing, I would have been more prepared for that to be all it is. But it, that's fine mm-hmm. too. Just don't expect like it's not a fucking movie. It's definitely it's,
3: not a retrospective or anything yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: no, it's, and it's not like a full-on documentary. Like I said, there was multimedia clips happening behind you. Like, if you, were, if you were in the audience, you would just look up on the screen behind them and see it. This, thankfully, does the, like, cut to like, you know, we're not going to film the <laughs> screen. We're just going to show it the, law, the raw feed that they were, you know, the same thing that they were showing mm-hmm. on the screen to you full screen.
2: Yeah. So, so so. it's not like E3 where they film the screen? <laughs> no. <and they'll... laughs> no, this is like,
1: you know, they're like okay. we have this footage. We'll just show it to you full screen for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still interesting.
3: Okay. Well, speaking of the BC boys, uh, uh-huh. uh, they use them for one of the montages in the third and fourth episodes of the last dance for the Dennis Rodman one. Um, Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. They use the maestro, <laughs> which for hmm. Dennis Rodman works pretty well for that one. Uh, the other montage is, uh, Prince's party man for Jordan becoming the best player in the league And it's really fucking good too. Like, it's like, that's one thing. Like, it's basically they reminded us, hey, remember uh, in the early 90s how there used to be like VHS tapes of just NBA footage set over music? And they're like, all right, well, here's the best player of all time dunking to shit like this. And it's like, just pure uncut. All right, here you go. (laughs) That's the shit you want, man. and yeah, uh, third and fourth episodes aren't as good as the first two. I think, if only because uh, the third one focuses on Rodman, who, like, for being this colorful guy that he was in the '90s, he's not—he's not entirely interesting. He almost comes off as more like a tryhard because he's like, "Hey, pay attention to me! Everybody, look at me! My hair's crazy! Look at me!" And it's like he doesn't necessarily have much to say. And then the fourth episode is Phil Jackson, which is a lot more interesting to me. But it also is like half Phil Jackson, half Dennis Rodman. So it's kind of like, I can take that or leave it. But yeah, those two montages are really good. And man, find you a man who hates things as much as Jordan hates the Pistons. Because holy shit, (laughs) even 30 years later, he is just like, yeah, the Pistons fuck those guys forever it's like all right cool this is this is the stuff i wanted to see yeah and like isaiah like there's a point where they they lost the pistons lost to the bulls and they walked off the court like without shaking their hands or anything and you know they kind of made a big deal about it at the time and they like this and they have isaiah thomas like in his nice suit going yeah well with the hindsight of you know like the you know looking back we probably would have done things a little different, all that stuff. And then the producers, a lot of the time in the modern day interviews, will have like, all right, here's the interview of this other guy on our phone. Can we show it to you? And they go to Jordan. They're like, yeah, we got Isaiah talking about the walk off. And Jordan's immediately like, yeah, it's all bullshit. Whatever he says, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Like he, he doesn't want to watch the video. And they're like, well, here, the video's here. He's like, yeah, fine. Show it. Whatever, man. And then then they start playing it and Jordan's just sitting there like nah fuck that guy that guy's full of shit fuck him and it's just like it's so good because you're like yes this is the asshole Jordan that we know I love it (laughs) so yeah yeah those episodes aren't as good as the first two but they continue to be really good anyway so highly recommend it also highly recommend uh, what we do in the shadows the TV series is back season two they have not lost a step. I'll just put it that way. I didn't Colin,
1: you, I didn't realize you'd ever watched the first season. <laughs> I don't remember you. No, about I
3: did. It. Yeah, yeah. I just never ended up talking about it. It's like kind of Jen and I kind of marathoned it on like one weekend, basically. And yeah, but like Colin, the energy vampire is just what a like. Uh, he's one of those additions that eventually that actually became better than the rest of everything else. You know, because he that character obviously wasn't in the movie. And having him in the TV series is just like elevates it so much because there's so many things they can do with him that kind of like opens up storylines that wouldn't be there. And it's also just so much more relatable to have a guy who's just an energy vampire <laughs> who is actually a vampire. And, you know, because the way they could play him is he's not, you know, he's just a person that everyone hates, but they play it like... No, he's actually a vampire, and that's why he does all the terrible, terrible things he does to everyone else. So, yeah. Instead but of just first... being,
0: like, the regular guy from your office who's an
3: asshole. Yeah. 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 And they still haven't gotten to the one that they show where he's, like, got hair, and he's and he's talking about getting stronger, and he's in a workplace where he's just, like, pointing at people going, it's five o'clock somewhere, and they just, like, get drained immediately and fall over. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Without getting too much into it, that show's great. Guillermo has uh, been given a little bit more to do this season, which is good as well. So, yeah. Good. That show's I, really super solid.
0: Yeah. I don't think I finished season one, um, but everything I've seen so far has been really good. I, I really like it. That The humor just hits for me, which is yeah. important. You You have to be on the same page as the jokes. And if you're not, it's just going to be it's mm-hmm. not going to work for you and you'll probably yeah, hate it's,
3: it. It's super droll, but man, it's, it's great. Like it's, it's really, really great. So definitely like it's uh second season two. I think they've shown, I think the fourth episode actually aired tonight, but because I'm watching it on Hulu, it won't be there until tomorrow. So yeah. Okay. It's good thus far.
1: Oh, well, I have something that I don't have much of a segue for, but, uh, you're talking about humor that may or may not work for you. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a thing I watched that, first off, you'll probably ask why, and then maybe I'll, along the way, explain it. Uh, I was just perusing Netflix, as I sometimes do, and I recommended it to me because I think because I've watched so many goddamn comedy things on there, it said you should probably watch Middleditch and, Sh- and Schwartz, which is uh, Thomas Middleditch, who was on uh, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and Ben Schwartz, who was on like Parks and Rec, he was John Raphael and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they they basically just do two man improv and, but it works like, because what they do is they do what's called long form improv. Like they do a little, like they come out and they're like, Hey, this is the thing we're going to do. It's all made up. And then they kind of take a quick, do the quick poll of the audience thing. But then obviously they probably have it predetermined before these episodes start that they've locked into like one person's story and they end up like getting the mic and get like several more details about, whatever thing, and then just put on, like, a 45-minute, hour-long thing. Like, just put on a sketch with just the two of them playing mm-hmm. the different parts. And it's it's pretty fucking funny, actually. <laughs> like, I mean... Wow! Like, it, cause, and and the funny thing is, is like, to, and I think it's it's weird because they they probably could have filmed and shown these in any order that they chose, but the, for some reason, the very last episode, their little walk out on the stage thing, basically just shifts all over fucking improv. And I think you'd love it. Like, I I feel like if you're like if you're <laughs> you if think? you're if your idea is like you know people that are kind of shitty at improv doing improv and like your local theater group with the and then you know mm-hmm. like they actually basically come out and then make the and then joke and <laughs> just do like the worst fucking version of it like the kind of thing you would have in a community theater thing mm-hmm. that's part of the humor so it's i just feel like that would have been a perfect intro to like start the actual show because the any one of them could have been the first episode second episode third there's only three of them but okay yeah there's three episodes on netflix i don't know if they're going to do more if it was just like hey you want to do a weird thing you know we have we're netflix and we <laughs> we, we want a billion shows on our on our platform before we're fucking mm-hmm. done, and no one will be able to find them. So yeah, this is one of those <laughs> in like three months, this will be God fucking gone off the radar, never heard of again. But it's pretty fucking funny. So like I said, it was just one of those things. I was like, come on, like fucking improv on Netflix with two guys. I I was I kind of started watching it as a dare, but then I was like, this all right, this is actually pretty funny.
3: <laughs> so how long are the episodes?
1: Like I said, they're they're forty five minutes to an hour. Like they're they're not okay. short. So. I think, but that that's that's kind of what makes it funny is they just keep fucking going with this one ridiculous thing. And in fact, mm-hmm. I think it's the second episode one of them it just you can tell that like occasionally they're just fucking with each other, you know, in an improv way cuz like one of them just introduces this story plot to their little improv thing that they've crafted and the other one's just like, "No." <laughs> like, like, n- 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 <laughs> no like no I you can't fucking enter us into this fucking quagmire like we will never get out of this <laughs> you know, like, and yeah it's just it's funny because you can just see that they're like friends and fucking with mm-hmm. each other and we'll occasionally just like break out of the improv wall to say something really funny yeah, yeah so it's it works so I just don't I don't understand why Silicon Valley guy is like I don't know what thing he's he's about to do but he's like got this half like weird neck beards but like it's, it's one of those like i've kind of let my beard go but for some reason i have more of just a mustache you know like like a, like i have a whole full beard but for some reason the mustache is like two or three times as long as the beard like like it's Stid like didn't trim it well uh. like well like what like eventually he's just going to be like i I don't want to rock around with just a mustache but i'm trying to hide mm-hmm. it and eventually for whatever yeah. part i'm gonna have to shave just the beard and be left with this dumb looking handlebar mustache yeah. you know on him is going to be look real extra stupid, so I'm sure that's the point of whatever thing he's working on. <laughs> it's like, hey, take the nerdy guy and make him look really stupid with a fucking Buffalo Bill mustache. So.
2: Maybe it's for uh, the King Kong movie.
1: Is he going to be in that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I guess he was in the this is a Godzilla, wasn't he? Wasn't, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: He All was. Right.
1: Yeah, anyway, like I said, it. I, I thought I might have to sell you on Ardor. We're probably still like, fuck it, it's improb. I'm never watching that shit.
2: But I'm saying it's, it's, it's
3: you're not
1: funny. wrong. It's actually fairly funny.
2: It sounds great, but by tomorrow, I will have forgotten it exists. Sure.
1: <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm sure it's the algorithm for me. I was like, you've watched enough stand up specials on here. Here's this. Despite me, like, there are a couple people that I was like, I will never watch their stand up specials. Stop ever recommending them, but they still do. They're just like, if you like comedy, you like all comedy. I'm like, really don't <laughs> that is that is not true I really don't you can reckon never recommend this person ever again that will be fine yeah whoever yeah. that fucking shirtless dude is like i i just don't even want to watch him because it's like everything he's got fucking no shirt on it's like that fat like you know football fan looking dude and it's just like every single thing he's got no shirt on oh
0: I mean, yeah i know who you're talking about um bert somebody? Oh, larry the
2: cable guy
3: is no. it
1: hurt somebody
0: yeah bert kreischer yeah okay um i, I,
3: all right. I was just from- googling shirtless netflix guy and the first thing <laughs> came up is bert kreischer <laughs> yep <laughs> there
1: you go like i'm like i he may be funny but i'm not i'm not watching a 90 minute thing of some fat dude with a shirt off the whole time like that's just is, not- um you should watch Is that his, the machine
0: yeah you should watch the okay uh, look up Burt kreischer the machine okay yeah. it's it's a nine minute bit i think it's, it's pretty good hilarious I, Yeah. Um, Again, I
1: I am judging a book by its cover. I I assure you. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm just telling you how to figure out if you will like this book without a without a large commitment. I'm just I'm giving you the excerpt here. Yeah.
3: He's letting you read the jacket. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm.
0: The The man in the jacket jacket is the jacket (laughs) on the shirtless man. Nine minute machine. Okay. All right. That'll tell you Mm -hmm. if you're going to like Burt Kreischer or not. Okay. Probably not. But.
1: I did watch a rant like every once in a while I'll watch it. I'll, I'll start a stand-up special on Netflix with somebody I've never heard of. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes I'm like, this is fucking terrible. But, I'm, <laughs> I've I'm, you know, because I'm terrible and I don't remember names unless I've watched like two or three things with something in them. I, I watched a girl. I say girl. She's her mid-20s just randomly popped up. And I was like, I hate to say it because I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement. I am being a blanket statement of how they're promoted. I hate how 90% of female comedians are presented to comedy. You know, it's like, either you go for like, oh, maybe she's hot angle, or you've just got them doing like this (laughs) face. Like they got to do DreamWorks face. (laughs) Like that's the only thing that I feel like is think people think we're going to bring them into it. Like look around the Netflix comedy section or, or Amazon or HBO, any of them. It's like, yeah. it's either like, they're like, we're going to try to make her look as hot as we possibly can. Or we're going to make her make a dumb DreamWorks face. And so when I come across a female comedian who's, who's stand up cover is just like a normal face, I'm like, I might try this. <laughs> 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 it's just like, you're just standing there and like, I am going to make jokey things for an hour. I will give you a try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's just a thing I've noticed, and I'm like, I again, books by covers, but like when I'm scrolling through it, I, if I don't know who you are and you're making DreamWorks face, chances are I'm going to skip your comedy special. So, male Makes or female, sense. yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, the thing is, like, how do you even stand out anymore on Netflix? I don't honestly. Know.
1: Well, I mean, I, because
3: I, Netflix has like literally every comedy special ever, mm-hmm. and everyone, like, even people you've never heard of. You're like, you'll click them, you be like, hey, that guy, that guy had a few good jokes on the little preview thing. He's got like nine specials and right. they're all an hour long. And it's like, how do you have nine hours of material? I've never heard of you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I like that guy. Like I said, when it was just like, why is the shirtless man have like nine things on Netflix? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I had, well, at least like Burt Kreischer's had a career for sure. Yeah. Many, many years now. The, I, I will give you an exception to my rule and that's only because I I roundabout came to him uh, Sebastian Maniscalco or Man- Maniscalco, like, every one of his has a fucking DreamWorks face, but he's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, insist on, like, we're going to capture you making the dumbest face possible and put it on your cover, you know? <laughs> and, I think but, it's the
0: whole, like, YouTube thumbnail thing where sure. it's just the style, and they right. think that, like, this is what gets people to watch comedy specials, even though yeah. Netflix is all about subscriptions, not... Fuse, but whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I mean, yeah. I, that's I, I. found some of these people by watching the Jerry Seinfeld comedians and cars thing. You know, like if mm-hmm. if they can be funny just kind of being normal <laughs> and not nervous, I'll usually give them a try if I hadn't heard of them. And I probably should have heard of him because I think he was fairly big when he showed up on there. But I hadn't. I think I'd fallen mm-hmm. out of not paying so much attention anymore. But then I gave a special try. I was like, Yeah, no, you're funny. You're a funny guy. Yeah, you're all right. You're right. You're pretty funny. Comedy subjective.
3: Mm-hmm. What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's
3: what I've heard. I don't believe it. That's yeah. it. So, that's, that's what I have watched. Yeah, Chuck, BJ, you got anything? No, nope. don't care. I uh, watched Raw Deal. Both. <laughs> I, I've. Yeah, we did talk about Raw Deal, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Good. Good on did,
1: us. Did we ever like in yeah. the actual episode proper say that it was on Amazon Prime or was that just in the middle? I just it wanted. It was to in know, the middle. With, with figure we figure we should probably middle. tell people that you can see it semi-easily. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, even though it's kind of like erased from cultural pop cultural existence, it it is still available. It when erased. they hear our outstanding review of it, they will yeah. find it.
3: Yeah. Amazon Prime, the best place to find stuff that's fallen out of the cultural zeitgeist.
1: Yeah, if you can fucking find You're it. You're
3: not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're
1: they're man. They're their storefront for browsing shit. But that isn't is their awful fucking website, is yeah. fucking atrocious. Yep. Yeah, Like how every yeah. single movie is, like, if it's not just randomly double or triple posted in whatever genre section you're looking in, then there will, it will definitely be separated if there's a 4K copy and a normal copy. Like, they can't just mm-hmm. say, like, this movie is available in 4K. We will play it. It has to be a separate entry for some yeah. fucking reason.
3: And try well, browsing also- on the app. Mm-hmm. And then having it yeah. go, oh, why don't you go to the website to actually watch this movie? It's like, why not just put me through now?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I oh, know it's bad. Yeah. But
3: well, at the very least like when you're
2: browsing through and you're logged in and you have Prime, it should not show you the non-prime version of the movie that is on Prime.
4: Mhm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to rent that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Weird thing I found the other day, all the James Bond movies and most of the Marvel movies that are on Amazon Prime all in 4K. Like in really? on, the, on Prime, like that's most of the time like all these services that have their own original content it's like our shit's in 4k fuck you everything else prime's like no, we actually have some other movies that aren't ours because well, we don't really make movies we make tv show things but mm-hmm. you know they have a couple yeah. they have a couple movies yeah. they did they did
3: a uh, big sick and only living boy in new york they put those out so well isn't it basically they get all the a24 stuff right
1: yeah is that actually them? Did, yes. is that what a24 is
3: is I don't know towards? for sure, but I know it always seems to show up on Amazon immediately. Yeah, so I, I, I think I they've got think, an exclusive like yeah.
2: distribution deal with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fix your app. It sucks. Agreed. Weird. Oh yeah. Uh, any contact info? BMFcast.com, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the contact info. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you yeah. get in
0: touch with us. BMF at BMFcast.com. nine uh, one zero five jocks BMF. Go to them. Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Join us during your nine to five. If it well, in America's nine to five, generally speaking, uh, 24 hours, we have a discord, but it's very active between the hours of like eight and seven, uh, um, you know, American Eastern when and those Pacific with jobs time. should be yeah. working and yeah. those
3: without are awake looking for it. jobs
0: and trying <laughs> sure.
3: to
0: get and, through the and, Florida unemployment
2: website.
1: We're, we're saying Correct. come in no matter where you are, it is not geographic specific. It's just, you will see a spike in activity from certain hours, <laughs>
2: Yep. oh I'm gonna be late night guy. I'm okay. gonna be in there and just be like, hey, party it's two AM, no, come you're on not. guys. Let's yeah. oh yeah. Come on every no, jack and cast, Every time
0: and you I, say you're gonna do something party related, it turns out to be uh, not a thing. You I didn't, you look. Look, you I, didn't do jack a and party. I, you don't I, you don't I, drink. <laughs>
2: uh, you don't stay up late. <laughs> listen. Every time I've been fired or furloughed or whatever happens, I immediately go into night owl mode. My my body mm-hmm. cannot handle normal time frames. <laughs> okay, and but you're I, not going to party. I,
3: yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> believe it when
2: I see it, Flanders. I
0: I believe that Me you and you, will... BJ,
2: we're playing Call of Duty until 6 a.m. Okay,
0: it's going to happen. All right, uh, <laughs> I have another furlough in three weeks, so
2: mm. hell yeah. Uh,
0: maybe uh two weeks.
1: May 18th. Uh,
2: in, in a
0: fortnight, yeah. he
1: has a furlough. Um, a fortnight and, and a half. Yeah. We must go play. 30 furlongs in battle. To <laughs> Ooh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, also subscribe at twitch.tv slash no quarters <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. BJ does a lot of streaming. I've been doing some streaming as well. Uh, so far, it's been Far Cry 2 and Resident Evil series. <laughs> we'll see what else we move on to. Chuck might join us in that at I'm some gonna point. I'm going to be there next week. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, if you want to give us money, Patreon.com slash BMF cast. Uh, exclusive stuff, exclusive podcasts, exclusive Discord access, all sorts of shit.
0: Spend your stimulus to stimulate us. Us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, feel free. (laughs) Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we?
3: That that broke Chuck.
1: We're going to have to wait a minute here. Sorry, Chuck's going to have to work on this. There he is. Let's get out of here, shall we?
0: All right.
3: I'm Harlow. I'm Becky. I'm BJ.
0: I'm Chuck. And this is Bampcast Out. Stay safe, motherfuckers.
3: Good night.
4: One to kill a bad guy buys the beer.